hi, you're listening to Service from Hell, and this is part three of three with me as the guest. How nuts is that? I'm on my own podcast, y'all. Whatever, it's my birthday month and I do what I want. Thank you to my interviewer for sitting down for many, many hours of my stories. Now you can enjoy the rest of my stories. All right. Have you ever told a customer off? So I have not. I like the the difficulty is, is I have been firm with people and I have been, you know, in a normal context, what I, how I was interacting with them apart from the store would have been a fireable offense because it was so fast. And it was like, and you know, you're my sibling. Like I can be, I can be biting. I can say mean shit if I want to. Like I, I know. Are you okay? I mean, the back porch hired me only anyway. Um, so I, you know, I can like, I can, I can live in someone's ass. Right. So there have been things I have said where I'm like, no, I'm the boss here. And in a normal customer service setting, you're not. You are taking it up the ass so you can pay your bills, right? But in in the context of the store, sometimes stuff just falls out of my mouth and I'm like, oh, that was harsh. I probably shouldn't have said it like that. But there was one time this guy was, uh, he was having some bad reaction. They kept saying it was to, I think like THC or weed or something. But I thought he was having a diabetic reaction because he was falling over and like nodding off. And I was like, unless you're on opiates, like that, this is something else. And they kept saying, well, he hasn't eaten all day. And I was like, okay, so this is probably a diabetic reaction. So I flipped into sort of nurse mode. I ran downstairs, I got him orange juice. I gave it to him. He came too. And then we were like, yeah, you gotta go. And like his girlfriend was pissed. I mean, just so mad. He's fine now. He's fine now. And I was like, yeah, but he was, he's recovering from a medical incident. So we definitely, he can't stay on the property. He can't die here. Can't you die here. <laughs> you can die anywhere else. You don't have to die at home, but you can't die here. <laughs> that needs to be the comedy store's new sort of like mantra. <laughs> yeah. And so, and also it is a liability, right? So, I mean, and like trust in, isn't it Megan? Isn't it lawyer? I can't, I can't give legal yeah. advice. I can't, I can't, I can't give. Okay. Esquire. Give legal advice. You're an asshole. Okay. So, <laughs> so I like, that was a context in which I wanted. Yeah. I don't think generally, I think generally speaking as not an attorney, it's not good to have someone die on your property. Okay. Good. It Thank just you. creates a lot of bureaucratic headaches, but thank you for sort of confirming that. <laughs> And my keep personal <laughs> capacity, not as an attorney. Got it. And keep clicking your pen because that's going to be great sorry. audio. Sorry, Big sorry, fan sorry, of that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, I got to fire the host. Okay. So, so in that way, are you done? Um, so in that way, like I didn't tell that girlfriend to fuck off, but I was like, you may go. Like you need to get out of here. There's no, so there was no sort of back and forth. But that's really, I mean, I, I cannot remember apart from incidents where like I had people kicked out. I don't remember telling anyone to like get the fuck out of my bed like I just don't I don't speak to I speak like that on this podcast but I don't speak to actual human beings like fuck you fuck yourself like I just I'm not so the times that you have sort of snapped in the way you're describing Mm -hmm. and like said something maybe harsher than you intended yeah did it ever happen that by drawing that boundary you ended up getting a good tip yes really yes it happens at the store a lot because a lot of people that come in there especially to the women they're they're they wish you would like they're testing yes and yes. once you respond and show that you're not going to take mm-hmm. guff, I s- they're going to pay you. I've more. snapped at a couple comics like that. And really? that now they talk to me all the time. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Because I think human beings are always at in a power struggle. Always. In any context. In my opinion. 
And in, especially in a customer service environment, as we have stated multiple times, it is a, there is a power dynamic there. And when I release you and myself from the prison of me needing you and needing your approval, now for some people, now they want to get my, now they want my approval. Hmm. So when I have shifted the power to, oh, I don't like, I'm not taking that from you. Correct. And you, you might write a big fat zero on my tip line, but someone else is going to have heard how I, and I, and this has happened to me before too, where maybe it didn't work out with one customer with me setting a firm boundary and them being like, you know, fuck yourself or whatever and not tipping me. But other tables having heard how I handled it, I've had, uh, particularly men find it like a lot of men have said, I heard what you just said, like, okay, good for you. And then they, t- and maybe they would have tipped the same, no matter, mm. like I, it's a, it's a hard yeah. case study to say, this is what they would have tipped. And this is what I ended up getting. Right. But I've thought many times, if anyone talked to me the way that I am talking to this person, they would not only get a goose egg, they would get me finding somebody and being like, who's this person think they are really? So you, as someone who has been in customer service are willing to stiff somebody. No, no. I'm so, not. They will not get a goose egg. No, no, no. You will sorry. never goose egg anybody. I'm being dramatic for effect. Is it working? What? Is it working? Um, no, I, I won't, but I will. So you will always tip? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Outside of restaurants, when you go to a coffee shop, do you always tip? So no, not always because I want to do, because I have to do cash tips in a coffee shop setting because most places. In a jar, right? Well, they'll have I'm a, thinking yeah. of a tip jar. Do you always tip? Yeah, because instances? if they don't have, often I pay with credit card almost always. And so if there isn't a line for a tip at a coffee shop, if I don't have cash on my person, I don't. But I'll try and remember like, oh, fuck, I, next week, like when you're back there or whatever, bring cash. Okay, so when you have the provisions to tip in an environment that is requesting tips, you always tip. Yes. Mm, yes. I can think of one time I've stiffed someone. Okay. Tell us about that. Um, and by stiffed, I meant, I mean, I left like two bucks, but, um, so you've never stiffed anybody. I'm thinking stiffed, like, no, that is what the you definition. Said, um, I don't, I, ugh, I'm scared to say it because someone may have the receipt of like that bitch stiffs all the time. It would be amazing if someone you stiff like <laughs> 18 years ago. Listen to this. Subscribe to the podcast in the hope that one day <laughs> she can like make a liar out of 45 me. <laughs> minutes into an interview, you might say that you stiff somebody. So this person could well actually you at your Gmail account. Which is a perfect opportunity to say service from hell podcast at gmail.com. Fuck off. Person that you've stiffed 18 years ago. First of all, I'm only 18, so I don't understand how that would be possible. But um no, you're well, that's what makes me nervous to answer it because I'm certain I probably have, but I can't, I can't think. So the lawyerly answer is I do not recall. I do not recall. Thank you for that. I do not recall. Yeah. You do not recall stiffing anybody. And I do not recall stiffing anyone and actively in my life now, I just, I don't. So it's an interesting question. Would you be more insulted by a zero or a $2 tip? $2. Really? That's why I don't think I've stiffed anyone because it's far more of a fuck you to leave like a, because, (laughs) because then it's like you took, you took the time to let me know you had the money to be able to tip me. And you were like, oh no, fuck your face. Because $2, I wipe, I mean, who, who's that for? What does that do? That's going back to the house. You know, at least that amount the house is getting. So it's worse to get the $2. Have you ever gotten notes written on the receipts? Yes, all the time. Oh, what are the notes? Um, I've gotten, you're a bitch. I've got someone wrote, you're a bitch Mm -hmm. on a receipt. Mm Mm-hmm. Did they tip you on that receipt? 
Oh, that's such a good question. I don't remember. Did you keep the receipt? Hell for your yeah. Scrapbook? I didn't keep I took a picture of it. I can show it to you after this. Yeah, I took a picture of it. That might be the picture for this episode. Yeah, there was a year bitch. I've gotten I've gotten sweet notes like you work really hard or you know, men just give their numbers all the time. So that happened. Right. Yeah. right I right, mean like right. every receipt. Like right. Every receipt. Right. So right. but apart from I don't that, mean obvious, that yes, I don't very mean that, like, obvious. Yes. Yeah, notes, notes. All the solicitations. Uh, Let's cut I mean, those out. I'm yeah. talking about notes beyond, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, you get, it's usually, they're usually negative, but sometimes. Really? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like someone takes the time exactly. in the middle of their night out this when they're supposed to be having a good time. Yes. Click that pen, like I've been doing this whole podcast, yep. and write something nasty. Yes. But do they tip as well? I wish I could, I, w- like I, I do not recall. I wish I could remember. I have a picture of it and I will look. Yeah, um, that's the more principled thing to do. Like if you don't like the service, you still tip them because you think in the United States, everyone should have a living wage. So I'm going to tip you because of the principle of tipping, but I'm going to write you but about like also, all of your feelings. <laughs> so you, can, you can pay for your rent, but you're going to have a lot of thoughts about yourself. <laughs> this is going to be your moment of self-reflection, but I think you should have health care. So I'm going to pay you. <laughs> Because yeah. the yeah, country is not ordered correctly. Correct. Here you go. Yeah. Which is ironic to have principles when you're writing a nasty note to someone who's like making very little an hour. But, but say, else. okay, so say say someone left you a, a humane tip, 20% yeah. at minimum, right? Yeah. So let's say 20% and then they write in the margins, but you should really reevaluate your anger management or something. Would you take it more seriously if they had yes. paid you the tip? Okay, and also, so there you go. If you actually want someone to change, you better tip them humanely and then write it in the margin. But also... I know me. I've met me. I know that I can be a raging bitch at that job because that job will beat it the fuck out of you. So I know I have snapped on some folks who didn't deserve it. I have said some <laughs> shit that I shouldn't have. Like, I I mean, I've lived in people's asses who didn't want my occupancy there. Like, and I, so, yeah, I mean, I ha- I am not immune to, uh, I, I love this. This is from The Departed. I am not impervious to psychoanalysis. Like, I know that I... You just want it written on a receipt while you're also getting paid 20%. Because then I'm listening to you. Right. Then you're not a dick. You're like, yo, you were a dick. And then I'm like, I was a dick. But thank you for the 20%. But thank you for paying my rent. You're right. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. This is a good one. How many bodily fluids have been on your person while on the clock? Now, I think you really need to clarify <laughs> not your own. I know. Other people's bodily Cause fluids. Because people have answered this as their own. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, I don't want to know about your bodily fluids. Okay. Well, other folks. I have, more than I already know about Right. Them. You don't know that much. Shut up. I have had others vomits, vomit on me, plural, but I don't want to get into this too much because vomit I think you'll get you? grossed out. Yes. My sister is very sensitive to puke. I'm less so now that I've been puked on a few times. A yes. few times? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's always, I wish it weren't always the bottom of the pants and the shoes. That part's gross. Where would you want it? Nowhere, um, right? Nowhere. Nowhere. But I would rather be on my back or somewhere where I couldn't Ew, immediately God. smell it or see it. Oh my God. Yeah, um, that's pretty gross. And the difficulty with that, and I will say, because I've gotten responses when I've talked about this before on the podcast, people saying, well, you shouldn't have overserved them. And the issue there, folks, so you can know, is it's the it's whomever served them the 10 drinks prior to them getting to me. Because by virtue of the job that I have at the store, there simply isn't enough time for me to even get you enough drinks that would get you to vomit town. Wow. So you, wherever you went prior to, or if you were drinking outside, or if you brought your own, which a lot of people do, you've served yourself, but I'm still liable. According to the city of West Hollywood, if you are at my table 
and your BAC goes above the legal limit and you drive home and something happens, I am responsible. Nobody else, not all the prior serving and not you serving yourself, me. That's part of why I am much more aggressive with cutting people off than other people are. Like some people are like, oh, get them drunk, they'll tip more. And I'm like, get them drunk. Something happens to them, they'll sue you. Which is, you know, it's because I have too many fucking lawyers in my family that I think like that. But yeah. Woot. Yeah. Um, so I would say, so vomit, blood. What do you some... do? But when you get these fluids, I'm sorry. No, Not that we good. need to get specific, but like what you, do you, you still have to finish your shift. Yeah. You rinse it off and you keep going. Oh. There was one case where the girl, I decided she needed to an ambulance. <gasps> so she was, she was in the bathroom. I hadn't served her. And the manager was like, can you go check on her? And she was, it was bad. It was really bad. She was so alcohol poisoning. That's what she, she thinks she was drugged. I have since seen her there and I have seen her relationship to substances. And I would say that it was, it, that's not to say if you have a, a, an aggressive relationship with substances, you can't be drugged. She may have been, that is not my business, nor do I know, but seeing her behavior around substances since then, I wonder if maybe she just over ingested a little bit, but there was a guy kind of hanging around her (gasps) that she's pretty sure. Anyway, anyway, she called the ambulance. She, checked you know i i told the manager i was like oh get she needs medical attention right now oh, right now and she got terrible. it she got it and she's okay good yeah god but, i am really dragging down this comedy podcast no it's okay i am too i would say so blood other people's blood somebody fell outside of the bar where i was bartending never anyone's like sexual secretions thank god never ne- well not that i would know and spit lots of spit spitting on you not no i'm being very technical meaning like if there's spit on a glass and i pick it okay up. but not somebody's like you disgust me <laughs> spitting on you god not i don't recall i don't think, you'd recall yeah that. i if feel somebody like i spit on you i feel like i would so no yeah. i don't think anyone's spit on me my god all right yeah do, well we are we sort of covered this but do you tip yeah oh yeah, yeah right yeah. you yeah. tip even people that don't deserve it yeah. okay and if so how much uh, my baseline hovers at like 22 25 percent and then it like i throw more money at the situation as i as i just continue to hang out there if i'm a regular that's part of why giving people like the regular discount which when i was a bartender in santa monica it was like we would all give each other discounts on like food and stuff and there were places that had really good fries or this place had really good whatever you tip so much that the discount is pointless but it's it's the act. It's like, oh, you gave me fries for two dollars. Here's ten. You know what I mean? And it's like, so it's 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 useful. Well, bartenders, we've always talked about this. It's like, actually, don't give me the discount, so I can just pay what it's supposed to be because it's going to be less than I'm going to give you for the discount. Okay, so that leads me to current events, and we need to have a hard hitting discussion. Here we go about the guy at the gas station. Oh, don't do who's this. Who's been this is, giving this you free coffee fucking... during COVID. This has got do you journalism. Do you tip him? Yeah, no, I've got you. I've got you pinned down. <laughs> I know that you have a tight relationship with the editor, so this may not make the final. This may not make <laughs> no, the final, let it be. But <laughs> so there's, as I understand it, now correct me if any of these facts are misstated. There is a gentleman mm-hmm. who works at a gas station. Thornton's. Thornton's. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't want to get in trouble, but gives you free gas station coffee. Oh, shit, we shouldn't say that. I'll edit out the name. I'll okay. Out the name. There's a gas station. Beep it out. Beep. Beep that uh, gives you free coffee there. Mm-hmm. So like when you go to get coffee, which is what, every day? No, no. Mondays and Fridays. When okay. I, Mondays yeah. and Fridays. You go get coffee. Mm-hmm. You get two cups of coffee there. I do. At the gas station. I do. The coffee is terrible by your own accounts. So bad. So bad. Okay. <laughs> but it is free. free. 
Do you spend any money while you're in the gas station? So sometimes I feel guilty. And so I'll throw a pack of gum that he has to charge me for or like Tums or something. So sometimes Mm -hmm. you buy a 69 cent thing. Do you tip him? So there's not a tip jar, but I'm, I've made so him cookies. So the answer is no. Wait, but I've made him so cookies. the answer is Megan, no. I've made him cookies and Buckeyes. Did was- you bake $20 bills inside the cookies <laughs> or the Buckeyes? Did you give the man any money? Fuck you. No. 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 So you don't tip him. <laughs> I put peppers. And- there's no tip jar. There's okay. no tip jar. But you baked him some <laughs> baked goods. I did. For all of the... Co- now, what would you estimate is the value of the free... Terrible, terrible gas coffee. station coffee that you've received over the time that you have been visiting. I can tell you that my coffee expenditures in October were like 90 some odd dollars. And then I did my coffee for November. That was October. And I did my coffee for November. And it was like 20 because I go to Dunkin Donuts sometimes. So okay, he's so saving 70, me $70. $70 worth of coffee. gas station coffee from our good friend. <laughs> what he got. With cookies. With some wonderful, priceless interaction with you. Yes. Every time you go in. Yes. Lots of conversations. Mm -hmm. And. Cookies. Cookies. Okay. (laughs) Buckeyes. Homemade. Spend time on them. Don't always tip. Okay. (laughs) Do you ever not tip? Well, we already covered that with poor. (laughs) I hate. I shouldn't have had you do this. Who probably can draw you. Okay. (laughs) Have, Have you ever been stiffed? You covered this. <laughs> nightly. Nightly at the comedy store. Night, every night I work. Every yes. night? At least once. Every night? Well, sure, but if you think about it, you're serving upwards of 200 people. Somebody's going to stiff you. Yeah, every night. At least once. You just accept it. That's the thing is like you learn to detach from that too. Because before when I would get stiffed, it was like, <gasps> for what? You know, and you take it so personally. And now I'm like, just it's it's this, it's statistics. Wow. Mm-hmm. At least once. But if I'm doing 200 transactions, you're, the $10 you didn't give me, I'm not going to miss. Really? I mean, it pisses me off. Right. Because I work my dick off, but... Have you ever had a, a table stiff you and it completely shocks you because the interactions yes. had been so great and so productive Oh, and it's such so a good wonderful. question. And she came up with this, folks. Isn't she a good host? She did come up with this. I will say, it's almost always, almost always, the people that do the song and dance up top of, oh, girl, I used to work in this industry. Oh, <gasps> no. Uh, almost always always i used to work in this industry girl i get it this is so hard your section is so big i do not understand how are you doing this and then you think oh this is a homie like this person gets it so you do take extra care of them insofar as you're able to with the tight timeline you're given or you ask the bartenders like you know pour a little heavy-handed for so-and-so or whatever like because you're like i'm gonna do them a solid because they get it all megan almost always you either get a goose egg from them so they just don't even put anything in the tip they just make the total what it what the bill is or or you get a like love you girl you were so good and like a 10 percent tip (gasps) Mm -hmm. of of the people that have stiffed you what percentage would you say are the ones that are surprising Oh, versus the angry ones who are like, you can tell from the beginning, this person's not going to tip me. That's a great question. 10%. I mean, I don't really. Yeah, it's a minority for sure. But it is not uncommon for someone to claim to be like a a customer service. Mm -hmm. I understand your Mm -hmm. struggle. And then what stiff you and not even specifically customer service, like 
specifically working in either some sort of restaurant like server or bar- position. Yeah. Oh. Knowing that's that's how that's how you know they didn't. You know, that's how you know they're lying. Knowing they're going to get the homie discount, they're going to get the like, oh, I got you. Like I'll take care of you. They know. That. Some some people having experience in a field makes them much more critical than they would be if they did not. I mean, I you know I think that's uncommon, but it's not totally. Oh, before I worked at the comedy store. I was keeping a ledger on how people were taking care of me, especially bartenders, because I knew how hard the job was and how fast it needed to be. And I could see when they were being lazy. Uh. So yeah, but prior to getting my ass handed to me every shift, every night, I was that way. Wow. I'd still tip, but I definitely was like, this person doesn't know what they're doing and had a lot of opinions. Okay. So I had opinions. Shut the fuck up. Keep going. (laughs) This is so unfair. Were you ever fired? Yeah, a customer service job. Oh, okay. So tell us about that. Well, oh, hungries because they just took you off the schedule. But they didn't have the formal conversation with you. No, but then when I had to go to court over it, so I could file for unemployment, I because I was drowning and needed to be able to pay rent. He didn't show up because he was busy playing golf with his other buddies, and. I don't think I don't think saying his race is important, but he anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not important. And so he was playing golf and chose not to go to the court appoint, appointment, but wrote a letter on his behalf and said, you know, we wanted her back. This is so unfortunate, but she shouldn't be able to file for unemployment. And I looked at the judge and I was like, but if you take me off of the schedule and I try to reach out to you to say what happened, can we have a conversation? And your daughter, what was that her name? And your daughter, whomever she was, your relation who was taking my tables gets all of my shifts that were mine. What was I to think? You're de facto fired. Correct. And the judge agreed. Ah. So I was fired from that job. And then the party staff job. What happened there? Well, okay. I was not making a ton of money as an office manager in San Diego. And San Diego is exorbitantly expensive. So I got a weekend job. But I started dating this guy in the military who was randomly home on weekends. And there was a weekend that he was home and I was going to get to see him. But I had, and it was a surprise, and it was a catering job that was scheduled. I had to be there at 7 in the morning. But I wanted to get, to be like prepped and ready to see my boyfriend. So I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm not going to go to that. So I'd called and I said I was sick, which wasn't true. But they have this whole thing of if you're put on a morning shift and you call us and say you're sick, unless you show us a doctor's note, we will no longer use your services. So I think I'm on their like banned list. They're a massive company. I think they're everywhere in the country. So you so, fired yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Was it worth it? No. That boyfriend's trash. So no, <laughs> it was not. <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> but no. All right. So tell us about your worst customer i was so excited for this question mm. How, wait, okay you had the questions in advance wah, wah, wah. <laughs> now p.s i feel for all of my guests because i totally understand having to come up with this on the spot it sucks but if they've listened to your podcast they know exactly what these questions are oh, so i'm just thank you litigator thank you it's great <laughs> worst customer so it was a duo it was up in the upstairs theater in the comedy store i could also describe to a t what both of they, them looked like it was a show that is a notoriously difficult show to work. And why? I, I, I have to be careful how okay. specific yeah. I get on that. But it's a notoriously difficult show because the crowd that that particular show brings is notoriously combative, um, wants to argue about where to sit, definitely doesn't want the two drinks. And Raffi. 
Raffi. Yes, that that's a mom joke. Jesus, is everyone in my large fucking parent population? Did you think that joke was funny? Okay, she's so smug me. right now. You're with me. <laughs> she's so smug. She's sitting there with her lips closed and her pinkies up. So, all right, moms, that was for you. You're uh, in your minivan listening oh. to us on the way home from <laughs> dropping the kids off. I know you felt me on that one. She's Sorry, go so ahead. proud of herself right now. <laughs> Gross. So, yeah. So, anyway, this show is notoriously very difficult to work. These two girls were dressed in what I would describe as either nouveau riche or knockoff interpretation of what a lot of money would look like if it were to present in the world. So it would be the sort of either they were in and I'm not a fashionista, so I couldn't tell the difference. So I'm one of the people I guess this type of clothing is for either they were in head to toe real Gucci, like really were, or it was all knockoff. I don't know, but they came across as they were raised in extraordinarily wealthy homes with, you know, service of their needs at any moment and were really trying to identify with a different group of people. That's how I would describe them. I'm being as careful as I can be. So picture in your mind people who have never struggled a day in their life, lives, and really want to identify with the struggle. That's what I will say. But also want to be better than the struggle in a way that you still need to answer when they snap at you for your attention. So they came to a show in this room that is usually outside producers. So it's not a comedy store produced show, which means the producers keep 100% of the door. So they don't care if the customers get the two drinks. So notoriously with this show, the producers never tell their guests, by the way, you're also going to have to get two drinks. They just charge $20 for a, a relatively, all the comics are mostly green perform in this show so you're going to get an you're going to get potentially you'll get a great show but odds are you came to see a friend or you got tricked to come or whatever so they sit down and where they're seated as i'm going in order the first round of the tray of 30 drinks i bring up they're getting they're going to be skipped right they're going to be the second round but i have to walk past them to go downstairs to pick up the drinks so they go to stop me and i say oh yeah sorry you're my next round i'll be right back up well, right back up is about 20 minutes because I have to tray all 30 drinks. I have to drop them all off and then I get to you. So and what some people do in that room is they take everybody's orders at once and then they just ring it all in at once. But that overwhelms the bar. And that also means the people in the front row are waiting an hour for their first round and the show will be over 45 minutes later. So it's a terrible, in my opinion, you have to break it up and you're supposed to. So you don't overwhelm the bar anyway. So the, I get their order. They order like this and they say we want doubles and we want them now okay fine like I take their order because we get spoken to like that a lot so I can't if I reacted every time people were gross I'd literally spend my whole time reacting and that's not fun so I bring them their drinks and they ordered like sex on the beaches doubles which is like sex on the beach is like ugh. like that's that's what you drink in college because you don't know any better but it's like grenadine and pineapple. It's like, it sounds good. And you have one and you're like, and I'm in a coma from diabetes. Like it's terrible. So they order doubles. So I bring them to them, but, but doubles at the store or triples anywhere else. It's they free pour in the back because there's not time to do the jiggers that where you measure everything out. They just, the volume is too high. They simply don't have time. So it's basically just go, 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 go. 
So I bring them to them. They both push them aside. Now, because they ordered doubles, they didn't have to get another drink because a double counts as the two, which that's some inside baseball. So you're welcome for everyone that does this in the future. Anyway, so they don't like them because they're too strong. So they ordered, I don't know what they ordered next. They ordered whatever it was, like pineapple juice or something to put into it. But they don't really touch the drinks, right? So they had given me a card and they said, we want to pay cash at the end. Now, the thing is, you're allowed to do that, but it's enormously, it interrupts your flow, right? So what I tell some people to do is if you want to pay cash, give me a hundred bucks and I'll just give you the change. Well, often they don't trust that. Anyway, whatever. So I'm making this far too long. Essentially, they hated their drinks. They hated their experience. They didn't want to buy the two drinks. Then I go to cash them out and I forgot they wanted to pay cash, which because again, it interrupted my flow. So they stand up in the middle of the show. They tell me they want to go. And I'm like, okay, cool. I got to drop these drinks because I had a full tray. They come up to the computer where I'm standing and they go, give us our card right now. And I was like, okay, cool. I have to drop these drinks. Like, you know, whatever. And they were like, give us our card. And I said, right, I have to cash you out first. And I had, and I didn't realize they were part of my rotation that I had already tried. And I was like, oh, this was declined. And they were like, we told you we wanted to pay cash. There's a show going on. And I said, okay. And they go, give us our receipt. I already had. And I said, oh, I gave you your receipt. I already dropped it at your, at your table. No, you didn't. And I said, I did, but I'll print it again. So I print it again and they rip it out of my hands. I get a paper cut on my hands. That's how dramatic and flourishy their ripping it out of my hands was. And I was like, cool. So at this point, I just don't have the energy to fight them and their egos and their bullshit. So they give me, I think the bill was like, I'm not remembering correctly, but I think it was, it was 45 bucks or whatever. And they give me 40 and I'm like, it's $45. Oh, you think you're getting a tip? You think you're getting a tip? And I said, no, I know I'm not because of all of this. I said, but I need you to pay the full bill. We paid. And I said, you didn't. You said it. I was, I had had an asshole. And I, and she goes, fuck you, bitch. And I go, cool still need you to pay the bill sure can i also get sure fuck me all day like someone please (laughs) can i get the five you owe me so she was like we're fucking leaving and give me my card and i said i'll give you your card duh when you pay the bill (laughs) and so that was probably too far on my part so then i turned to the one door guy in the room and i go can you get security up here And she goes, oh, you're calling security? Okay, okay. And the girl goes to push me down the stairs. And I caught myself and I turned and I said, get out of here now. And the chick was like, oh, but we don't owe you money. Give us our card. And I was like, give me the $5. And then her other friend goes, fuck you, bitch, and goes to push me again. So I run down the stairs now because security is not coming fast enough at this point. So I run down the stairs and I'm looking for security anywhere. And a manager comes out and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, I quit because I was feeling it. And then security, this one of the security guards that I like came up behind me and he was like, Kate, you're shaking. What's going on? And I was like, hey, you got to get, you got to get these girls. And the one girl was behind me and goes to push me against the wall. And he stands in between. Now at this point, this is an opportunity when I should have, I should have stood up for myself. I should have said, fuck you. I should have whatever. But I was terrified now because now you've tried to assault me twice and I don't have anyone backing me up. And the producer of the show hears all this going on. This is part of why the show blows a bag of dicks. The producer sees all this going on, does nothing, sees me catch myself on the stairs twice, like 
does nothing bunch of men everybody looking around and i'm you know i'm not here for the gender roles but like can someone step in because clearly i can't do anything and they owe me money and so security comes and says like oh no girls we saw you outside like what happened and they flip into this like baby little rich white girl voice of like oh my gosh like she's so mean i mean they literally became different people that's how i knew they came from privilege because i was like oh this is what you do to mommy and daddy when you don't get your way you pick the other parent and you flip into this doe-eyed oh my gosh and I'm so scared because I was almost pushed down the stairs twice. And also they called me outside of my name and that throws me off my game. Cause I don't do that to people. And so the security guard goes to get one of them. And the other girl goes like this to me and tries to push my head. And the security guard goes, Whoa, chill out. And the girl, because that girl got attention from the security guard, the girl that was doing the like, Oh my gosh, like help. It's so bad. Start screaming. I will fucking kill you bitch to me. This is in the hallway of the comedy store. I'll fucking kill you. Come at now. Sopping wet combined. Both girls were probably 90 pounds. They were in head to toe Gucci, but like I could flick them and they would fall over. Right. And like, I'm athletic. Come at me, bro. And in any other setting, I'll break you. But I won't, I would never, I'm not a physically violent person, but in any other setting, if you're running your mouth like that, like I'll make you cry. I'd rather, I'd rather get in your head than physically assault you. I don't get any pleasure from that. And I've never done it. So God bless Earl Skakel. And I'm calling him out because he's been on this podcast. So this girl's calling me outside of my name repeatedly. Security is now pushing them both out because now they've made a scene. Now the comedy in a different room has stopped because you can hear this yelling coming down. And I'm literally, I turned to the manager and I was like, this isn't worth it. I was like, if I were making five grand a night, this isn't worth it. And he goes, okay, okay, okay. He's like, this is crazy. And the girl goes, come the fuck outside here, bitch. I will fucking kill you. So I was maxed out. I needed a break and I was facing the other way to go back to the room and continue to do my job, not immediately quitting, but to continue to do the job I was hired to do. And I turn and I was like, tonight's the night I get fired. I don't give a fuck. Like, so I turn to go outside to handle business. No way. I promise you I did. And God bless Earl Skakel. He was coming down the steps from this other theater and he physically stands in front of me and he goes, no, Kate, stop. No, not tonight. And I was like, Earl, I was like, I'm getting fired. I don't give a fuck. You didn't see what happened. He goes, I heard what happened. And he was like, I'm not letting you get fired. And he physically grabs me and moves me out of the hallway. And he's like, breathe. You're not doing this. They're not worth it. And then another comic that I love who I won't name, but another comic that I love was he had also heard everything that happened and he saw part of it. And he was like, are you okay? He's like, are you okay? He's like, I'm going outside. He's like, I'm gonna make sure they're off the property. And he was like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm not. And I was about to cry. And I was like, I will not let this level of trash, this level of white or privileged trash get into my head. I just won't do it. But I was so fucking angry. And I was like, they did all the things that you can do to someone to push them to the edge. And that's also how I knew they came from privilege. I was like, oh, you're used to going to daddy and having daddy fire people. Like, that's what you like to do. And so that's what this was, which was why I wanted to, I didn't want to assault them. Again, I don't get pleasure out of that. Lawyer, please make a note for the record. For the record. But I wanted to destroy their mental place because I wanted to call out that it was probably fake Gucci. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be in their head. But there was no, and this is again how you're vulnerable in customer service, they will be allowed to come back. They're not on some arbitrary list of people banned from coming in. 
but they should have been. And so, and I was just like in my head, I kept thinking, especially the next day, cause I was riddled with shame that I let them get to me. Cause what I should have done was been like, okay, it's hard. Not You're to crazy. Thank you. You're crazy. Can I get my five bucks? Which I never got, which is bullshit. But I did, I let them get to me. And then I was like, who lives life like that? Like that's a prison. If you go everywhere wanting a fight, that's actually prison. And you, you're so desperate for attention because you didn't get enough hugs as a kid, which is tragic for your kid self. But I'm not your mommy. I'm not the reason that a nanny raised you. I'm not the reason that daddy tried to buy your love with Gucci. I'm not that. I'm literally enforcing the job that I'm hired to do. So that was my worst customer. Combo. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I swear I didn't make an ounce of that up. Thank you, Earl Skakel, for protecting my job. And thank you, security, for protecting my neck. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. I is is it my fault that this comedy podcast is really yes tragic and terrible? <laughs> yes, you're the host. <laughs> I mean, it's on you a little bit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. From hell. From, from hell. hell is in the title. It's branded that so way. I'm just really committing to that. <laughs> okay. I mean, we went now the porn. good stuff. <laughs> Now the good stuff. We Ooh. hope you saved room for dessert. <laughs> it gets nice, everybody. It gets nice. It's Don't leave. Chocolate flavored despair. Okay. <laughs> Pause. Here's a question that you didn't write down for me. Mm. What was the nicest thing a customer has done for you while you were working? Wow, I didn't. I didn't write that. Shove you down the stairs. I know. <laughs> Is that no, she actually, to be fair for overlap? the record, she did not make contact. Oh, okay. Well, she did, I misinterpreted I, that. No, I no, thought she, she did. did. She oh, did, she but did. I grabbed the stairs. So she didn't actually push Okay, me. so what is the truth? Um, what is the truth? Fine, she pushed me. But I held on, didn't fall. So she so, pushed you, but you didn't fall. That's Excellent. right. That's the truth. Okay. Good. Okay. Um, Nicest thing. So I, this is going to sound so trite. And I wrote this answer down because this is what I thought of. There was a couple that always came into the bar where I bartended. And they were delightful and always asked me questions about myself and meant it and cared and didn't just care that I gave them like occasional free beer. And at Christmas time one year, they gave me a, a card where they wrote really conscientious, kind things about the things that I had told them. So it wasn't just like, oh, hey, wow. thanks for the free beer. It was like, hey, we, we wish you success in and listed all of these things. And so we hope this next year is great for you. And and then they gave me, I think it was like 50 bucks or something in the envelope. And like, that's a lot of money. That's a lot. Yeah. And like, and the free beer, granted, I had a cap on how much free beer I could give. But like it didn't come out of my pocket, much like the coffee doesn't come out of so and so's pocket. He's so and so to you. Okay, can he have his name? This is the nice part. <laughs> um, and so yeah, so like I feel like them acknowledging that bartenders really do make the bar. I mean, I do think that I'm not. I'm not saying I'm the only skilled conversationalist, but if you're a good bartender, you're a therapist and a conversationalist. You are good at those things. Not a true. I know you have to get a degree to be a therapist. Don't come for me. But you, you can. You're an empath. If you're a good bartender, you just are. And to have them sort of see me in that way and see me to anytime anybody can see you as a whole person and not just a vehicle for them to get booze or food is significant. Hmm. And that I think is important for people to remember that if you can, as soon as you see someone as a whole person, whether they're your doctor or your, as we've heard on this podcast, doctors and lawyers who have said patients that write us a note of thank you, uh, a lawyer said, you know, um, uh, clients who come back and say, hey, what you did was really significant. See me as something other than just my job and you will leave an impact that is positive. Mm. And that should be 
more common than yes. it is. Yes. Mm. Yes. All right. Best tip you've ever gotten. Um, a guy trying to get the business, the merch business at the comedy store who was hot and had great banter. You want to, you want to get on my radar, especially at the store when I'm getting my ass handed to me. If you have good banter and it's subtle, Ooh, I'm a wish you leave your number. Okay. What is subtle banter? Subtle banter is not the like, hey, uh, you're good looking at this. No, guys don't talk like that. Well, some do. But uh, subtle banter would be like, you know, pulling me aside and being like, my friend's a real asshole. He's going to ask you for a lot of drinks, but I got you. And a wink. Come on. Oh, we off to the races now. <laughs> like now every time I walk past the table, I'm going to be like, I would wait on you, but your friend's really annoying. Wink. And I'm going to have your drink only. Like that's the game. Like, so you'll only wait on that correct. person. Because also, if he's the one that gave me his credit card and his friend actually is an asshole, yes. <laughs> yes. See, I'm lucky I haven't gotten Wait, fired. Wait, how did best tip Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This? You're okay, right, you're right. Okay, so best tip. So, it's so, my fault. No, so I'm not. the host. Everything you're falls garbage. on me. That's true. Okay, so, he, so this hot dude with the subtle banter, he was trying to get the merch business at the comedy store, and I really wanted him to get it because he was show, He was like, hey, just FYI. Like, What's merch business? Uh, to be the vendor who makes the T-shirts and the hats and the bags and the whatever. He oh, wanted okay. to sort of become the go-to vendor for the comedy store merch. And I was like, he's hot. Does this mean he's going to be around a lot? Because great. <laughs> but also, he showed me his portfolio quickly. Oh, did he? That means his actual portfolio stopped smiling. He showed me that and he was like, hey, I have these are my clients. So he showed me like a pretty nice roster. And he was like, we do the some L.A. sports teams. blah blah blah. Anyway, he said, but I can't seem to get in touch with whomever is the merch person. And I knew who the merch person was. And I was like, oh, I'll put you guys in touch. No problem. And he was like, thank you. That's really great. And then he didn't he wasn't all night being like drinks, drinks, drink. But he was there. All of the people with him were clients, which was also I thought really smart, were people he was doing merch for. So they could all vouch for, I was like, oh, this is, and you're, this is how you do business. Like, yes, all day to this. So he was lovely. And then I made the person that did merch come over to the table. I was like, hey, meet him, blah, blah, blah. So they exchanged information and he was like, thank you so much. He left me 200 bucks. Oh, wow. Which was the right, I mean, that, that was way more than I expected, but that was the right thing to do. Like I potentially, sadly, it didn't work out. I'm kind of bummed for him, but I, I created the network that you were asking for. So yeah, so 200 bucks was very generous. And that's wow. a PS if you're asking someone for a favor. I do, you know, they, like you think a lot of people think the servers at the store should be shit on and we don't have the connection and it's like no a lot of us have personal relationships with comics. Like a lot of us have personal relationships with various channels of people that you want to have access to. And when you're shitty to us, if you don't think that the tiny tiny network of comedy is not informed like granted i'm not going up to rogan and being like this customer was a piece of shit but there are so many tentacles in comedy and comedy is very small so when you shit on us and then you come back and want to produce a show we know the person who books all the shows and she cares about us so be aware you never know who someone knows anyway go ahead keep going <laughs> keep going all right best customer hmm um best customer i knew this question and i didn't write down my answer for this i would just say like my previous answer i would just say in general i can't think of one prototypical best pro customer. yeah prototypical best customer would be as i stated seeing us as whole people a human a human and honoring honoring how hard the jobs are whether they be 
the job I do or any myriad version of customer service that exists and understanding that your needs are not the only needs on the planet. That's the best customer. So this leads me to sort of a side question. So obviously anyone interacting with another human in any sort of capacity, any capacity, should treat that person as a human being, a fully formed human being. Yes. What do you think is the appropriate way to respond when you are in some sort of transactional relationship and one half of the transaction is not behaving appropriately or, or meeting the standards that need to be met? Like, what is the appropriate way to treat that person as a whole human, but also recognize that there's been some sort of deficit? It's a, there's been, deficit's not the right word, but... You know what I mean? Like, what? what is the... Look, obviously, accepting people as whole humans doesn't mean that you can, you know, accept poor service or poor treatment. So how do you... How do you respond to that in a way that's appropriate? That's a great... That's a great question. On my better nights, I have been able to do that. If someone is being disrespectful in sort of a subtle way. So not like calling you outside of your name, like the girls that try to push me down the stairs, not like something that extreme. That's a very obvious overt example. But if it's more of, of, because essentially how I'm hearing the question is how do you turn the tides while still having self-respect? How do you improve the interaction? I'm thinking about it from the perspective of a customer. Yeah. Okay. A customer comes to the store and is receiving treatment that's not appropriate or receiving service that's subpar. Like what, obviously like stiffing them is not the right way to do it. What is a respectful whole human approach to that, that, that is responsive to the issue? So I would say, because I've seen, I work with some people or I have worked with some people who I've seen be curt and rude to customers who, in my opinion, hadn't earned that treatment. And I would say as the customer, it would be appropriate to say, hey, I am not trying to make your job harder. I don't really understand how it works here. I've never been here before or I've been here before and a different server handled the situation differently. So you tell me the best way to work for with you. That's a lot of it's a lot of words, but essentially what I feel like that would do to the employee is throw them off of their defenses. And cuz that's the place from which a lot of us come, especially by the second show. We are already steeled up against what we think is coming our way and we've already we sort of already have the gloves on for the fight. So in order to get them to take the proverbial gloves off, calling it out in a way that's like, "Hey, I think we got off to a sort of rough start here. I don't totally understand how this works. I'm literally just trying to have a good night." And how can I help facilitate that for myself or some, I mean, this and that's all, again, that's a lot of words, but you're basically telling the server that he, she, or they are being shitty without being like, fuck you pushing down the stairs. Right. So by calling it out in a, in a way that's, that's sort of doing a mea culpa, but not really that server can't come at you hot anymore. And if they do, they deserve no money, but what are they going to say to that? Like, no, fuck you. Or like, they can't come at you hot if you're like, hey, I don't understand the rules here or whatever. But to be fair, I think a customer who's willing to do a mea culpa would have never 
been shitty to begin with. Now, to be fair, I've had customer service interactions where the cu- the the employee just came at me hot, right? And right. I was like, "Wow, I didn't." That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I would say, either be it in acceptance of the fact that they're actually reacting to three tables before they got to you, mm. and you can make a joke about it and be like, "Was that other table shitty to you?" Because I'll beat them up if you want something really short, right? not claiming that you would actually do physical assault to anyone, but just make a joke out of it. Then you've deflated their brick armor and then they don't, then you throw us off our game. Cause if I'm used to having to be direct and curt and whatever, if you're cool on any level and I've had to do this too, where I came at a table hot because three tables before was, you know, shitty or gave me a bunk card or whatever. So you have to remind me that you're a new interaction. Mm. So any version that you in whatever isn't sort of authentic to you if you can remind me that's waiting on you that you're a new whole person and see you as a whole human that might also be awesome then you now my defenses are back down mm. so that's what i would say to that oh that's good all right what's the best lesson you've learned it's not about me this is full stop life people your your interactions three tables ahead might be the reason or three you know coffee orders ahead of mine or you know, your parent could be sick or your, your you know, your grandma right. must have died, could have died. Your dog might be in the hospital or whatever. It, it's just not about me. Mm-hmm. And I have to stop pretending as if every interaction actually is. Mm. What's one piece of advice you would give to customers who interact with customer service workers? This is a good, wow, really good question, Megan. Wow, really, uh, just really, so yeah. well thought. So well thought um, out. You're totally surprised by it. I am. It, it isn't that serious. That's what I would say. It isn't that serious. Meaning at the end of the day, especially in, in now, granted, if it's an interaction with a lawyer or a doctor, the stakes are high. No question. So it is that serious for you. And so a fraught or emotional interaction, I would imagine a lawyer or a doctor, whomever may not love every time, but may get it. You know, if it's like, oh, you may or may not go to prison or, oh, you may or may not have cancer. It is that serious but I would say exclusively to the industries in which I have worked, including film and television, it isn't that serious. It's either food, booze, laughs, or sex. None of that's really all that serious, assuming it's consent and all of the things that we know to be true about interactions like that. So stop acting as if the speed with which you get your Grey Goose soda or I don't know why I'm coming for Grey Goose. This podcast <laughs> is neither supported nor endorsed at the time of this recording by Grey Goose. Although you should pitch Although it. it should be. Right. It's either food, booze, laughs, laughs, or sex. And if it is, and it could be some version of all of that, and if it isn't right-sized for you in that way, when you go out, don't go out. And I'm guilty of this too. Wanting, hey, especially, shit, I mean, we're recording this on New Year's Eve. Uh, the people I've worked New Year's Eve. Now New Year's Eve is fun is a fun night to work because in, most people are jovial and you will get tipped well in theory or I did and it can be a really fun night to work. But I think that people people are waiting to get permission to have a really good time based off of how quickly they got their drinks, how good the DJ is how well ventilated the the space is where they are how fun their friends are how good their boyfriend girlfriend or partner is fill in blank you have autonomy to decide that you want to have a good night or a good experience or a good meal or a good beer or whatever 
And in having that autonomy, look, I think that IPAs are disgusting. Come for me. They are. Shut up. They're terrible. But people love them. If I end up with an IPA in front of me, now I can't because of gluten, but if I end up with an IPA in front of me and want to have a good time and whatever, the taste of the beer shouldn't be able to derail my night. Because if I'm with Down Company and I'm with, you know, and I just want to have fun, I can decide to have a good time regardless of any of the circumstances that come my way. Now, if someone punches me in the face or if I get drugged or whatever, like, sure, we can go to the extreme examples that would derail my evening. But for the most part, I can decide that I'm going to have a downtime and that, it, that, the, that the gatekeeper of my fun is not going to be the bouncer, the bartender, the comic, the server, the partner, the whomever. I literally can decide, come hell or high water and all in between, I'm about to have a good night. And when you decide that, know that everybody that works in customer service can smell it and we love you. We want to be around you because you've just decided that you're in the, the pressure of the entire evening that you have crafted is actually on you. I'm about to give you the best service of all time. I'm about to make sure you have a down a down night with in any way, shape, or form. When I see you laughing at comics that maybe aren't that funny or maybe had a terrible set and you're just there to have fun, I'm giving you tickets to come back. I'm telling everybody I have a dope customer. I am focused. Giving them Grey Goose. Giving them <laughs> Grey Goose. I wish I knew their tagline. I would totally say it right here. Grey Goose. Drunk wings. Honk. <laughs> <laughs> Something with honking. Honk on your drunk wigs. <laughs> but if I can smell that, and we all can, it's a vibe. It's kind of like what I was saying before. It's it's an energy that we're reading. We will enhance that experience. Short of me being in my own grief or in my own bullshit or whatever, I'm going to smell that. I'm going to honor that. Because if you're having fun, do you understand how much more fun my job is? I'm not trying to do this for the rest of my life, but if I'm there, I'm giving, I'm trading the most precious commodity I have, which is time for this experience. Let's fuck it. Let's do it. Let's all do it together and just decide it's booze, sex, food, or, or, or whatever the hell I said before. That was so good. Food, food, booze, sex, laughs. <laughs> I had a thing and then I forgot it. That was good. Thank you. But yeah, that's Greg is. Uh, wings honk. <laughs> We need to, that's just the, that's just the germ of an idea. We need to come up with something more than just honk. No, they got to pay us for that. Yeah, that's right. They might steal honk. That's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Grey Goose. Honk. <laughs> how, how can people get in touch with you, Kate? Oh, are we wrapping up? Is that it? It's only been three and a half hours. Do you want, no, actually, no. Before we wrap up, I do have a follow-up. What? You mentioned a private Halloween oh, performance. Jesus Christ. Could you please explain to me? So first you were like, Halloween Horror Nights, Universal Studios. I knew that you did that, uh -huh. which means basically you were scaring people inside a haunted house. Very cool. They also punched us, but, but that then, was fine. Yeah, yeah, right. But that's that's neither here nor there. Well, I mean, when you're <laughs> jumping in people's faces and you look like a zombie, I'm not entirely sure what you expect from that. But then you mentioned private Halloween performances, and I'm interested. So it was porn, see. and it was okay. No. It all comes back to vivid. <laughs> no, it was, what was a, a friend, a very rich friend, had a haunted house that they wanted set up in their house, and I, as a grown ass, fully realized human, was asked to get together some actor friends, which I knew a few, and to set up a haunted house in their house, and then take these very rich, 
very well connected, <laughs> very white, very uptight people from the upstairs party down through the haunted house. So I you was were the, the host. guide. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, what voice did you use? Oh, the, what's the voice where you want to kill voice. yourself? No, no, do your, the, <laughs> do your scary voice. What scary voice? I know. I think I, I was well, the smoker. No, I wasn't. I didn't change my voice. <laughs> like, this is what's, this is scary. This is 20. This is the consequence of 20 cancer. years. <laughs> yeah. This is dry ice in your throat for 10 years. No, I didn't. I don't think I changed my voice, but I, I had to come up with a script sort of on the fly. What'd you say? Do you remember any oh, of it? I mean, I was probably like, now the house is haunted. I mean, I was struggle. It was struggle bus. Like it was not, I will say I would give my performance a D. <laughs> like It wasn't mm. great. And then... My other actor friends were uh, also imagine yourself talking to these multi, multi, multi millionaires and trying to convince them to not only leave the party that has all the booze that they really care about, but also have them walk down several flights of stairs to the essentially basement of this house and go into rooms and pretend to be scared or pretend as if they didn't know someone was going to jump out. Like it was a sort of fraught concept from the beginning i understood because it's like you don't want to just have another halloween party that's technically networking but you want to make it seem it's i get it and i was the right person to ask because you know low enough finances to need whatever but it was a trying to convince grown-ass humans with multiple zeros in their bank account to play along when people kiss their ass all day as a job is um not ideal to what? How did you do it? Did you say like there's a hedge fund down here or something? <laughs> like, yes. Quick, I there's said, shares on the ground. That's exactly I have an what investment opportunity for you. <laughs> I Bernie made off to them is how I got them downstairs. Yes, that's exactly what I did. And then I said, "Hey, it's the gifting tables that we learned about in Murder on Middle Beach." It's mm. like there's gifting tables and hedge funds downstairs. Come down, you won't get murdered. Wah! I really don't remember. Because it was awful. And so did you jump out at them or you just led them through and then you're like, oh, no, this is a graveyard. I led them through. That has a rowing machine in it because it's also a home gym. Yep. Is that that right? Yes. There was a rowing machine. Wow, I nailed that. Wow. And she didn't know that ahead of time, folks. I'm really killing this hosting gig. Um, There's a line from Jerry Maguire. I don't know why I'm good at remembering these movie quotes, but there's a line from Jerry Maguire where Tom Cruise says, I'm doing this pride swallowing siege. And I thought of that line a lot whilst I was directing these multimillionaires down to rooms they didn't want to go to where there was no booze and there were my actor friends hidden. But it was when Stranger Things was really big. So we had set up a room to look like the the Upside Down. I've not seen I haven't watched it. Yeah, I'm not either. But apparently it's like the other side or whatever. And they would humor us and they would go, ah, and then they would promptly walk back up to the whiskey. And it was like, oh, I like hate myself. So, yeah, that's how we got people down there is we tricked them with money. and You tricked workers. them with money? No, I'm teasing. I don't know how the hell we got. I begged people to come down. And I was told Aww. to round everybody up. And I'd be like, hey, does anyone want to go on the tour? It's fine and it's safe and everything. And it's just like, no, no. These grown-ass humans would rather not even be at this party. So <laughs> Did you get paid for this? I, th- In a way, I did. My actor friends got actual what money. Mean in a way? Well, I was staying for free at the house. So it was, I'm trying not to be super specific because they'll be able oh, to figure out what I'm talking about. Okay. So, yeah. So it was like, this you was will thing. either make your bedroom that you're staying in scary by putting the rowing machine on the ceiling to be the upside down, or you'll be a victim. I have to edit all this out. Yes. Do you? <laughs> this is comedy gold right here. I know, but. 
You know. Figure out as long are. as you know. I know. As long as you know. I do. All right. How how can people get in touch with you, Kate? Oh my gosh, I'm so private. I don't. Um, they can't. No. Uh, it's at VK Gaffney or at Service from Hell on uh, Instagram. You can find us. We follow us there. And hopefully by the time this airs, we have some sort of donating platform. We're, we're working on it. We're trying to figure it out. And yeah, at VK Gaffney on all the socials. And you can just email me or message me. Or I recently got asked to send pictures of my feet, which I thought was just, I've made it. I've really oh, made it. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't do it. Is but, that what Venmo is? Where you send um, pictures of feet? It's not. Venmo oh. is just like PayPal, but mm, okay. you're very connected. <laughs> is this more mom jokes? Because <laughs> are we going to do Rafi again? Or Rafi? for you, minivan, mm-hmm. ladies. Uh, Servicefromhellpodcast at gmail.com. Is that anything that they need to know? Well, you're meant to read all that. So don't point oh. at it and act like I'm the host. You got the script in front of you. All this right, is all on right, you. All right. Keep going. What would be something amazing people could do to support your podcast? Did I put that in there? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I am so awesome. Um, yeah, listen, tell your friends, listen and tell your friends. This was smash that subscribe button. Isn't that a thing? Smash that subscribe button. Yes. You're wow. You're cool. And also thank you all to the people that do already listen. Thank you so much. And yeah, for those of you who have told your friends, we really appreciate you, but this has been a labor of love and a lot of work and it's just the feedback we get is super gratifying. And it's weird to think that this is going into so many people's ears and that like people have comments and opinions. It's just, it's so weird because it's so intimate it's just like we're sitting on a couch and we're just chatting into a microphone so it's really lovely to know that so many of you listen and send feedback and our guests really love it too so if you have a guest that you love email us and let us know but host i'm so sorry i'm not the host no that's great no keep going Mm. keep going yeah well that's it that's it and we're just really grateful and thank you to my sister who is a lawyer and a writer and can't actually be a guest on the podcast i have tried a hundred times but she can't because of the nature of her work, which is understandable, but disappointing. But we wanted to, um, I've been asked a handful of times to be a guest on my own podcast, which is so sweet that you guys even care and want to hear my stories. But like, I, I mean, they're crazy. I'm getting pushed downstairs and whatever. That's right. This is like part one. I think we're yeah. going to need to do this on a regular basis, like That's a part right. two, a part three. And, you know, well, people are going to be clamoring for this host. Clamoring for I this mean, host. She's just so good. The emails are already coming. Yes, I know. I can already hear service them. from hell podcast at gmail.com if you want to have subject line nice. Megan is awesome <laughs> is just a suggestion you don't have to do it I mean it's inevitable yeah do we hey we're gonna say we're gonna say the cat walked across the street we're gonna say it at the same time and you have to tell us if we sound alike because we get told the reason we said Gaffney and stereo earlier is because we get told all the time how much we sound alike yeah so, it's actually just Kate interviewing herself <laughs> you're so sweet my sister knows me as katie and so this is a lot of effort for her to continue to call me kate so i honor that and i appreciate it thank you so we're going to say the cat walked across the street one two three the The cat cat walked walked across across the street street. who said what you couldn't figure it out we sound so much alike that's all i got (laughs) (laughs) all right remember if you can't afford to tip you can't afford to go out and honestly no one should be going out right now wear a mask Don't be garbage. (laughs) Be good to people. It's easier that way. You can try to figure out what she wrote and what I added. Ooh. If you're an avid listener of the podcast, I did give her the same script I normally say, but I do appreciate the wear a mask because I added that to a different episode. So I know I wear a mask. Oh, I listen. Oh my gosh, you listen to my podcast? Yeah, I subscribe to it. So nice. Yeah. Um, She's just talking to herself, everybody. (laughs) Okay, great. Uh, This is just Kate. (laughs) Do you want to get us out of here? 
Isn't that, isn't that yeah, that's out okay. of then here? you can say like, thanks folks for listening or you can say whatever you want. Talk to the audience. Tell them whatever you want. Well, thank you so much for listening. I'm so proud of Kate who oh. has worked so hard and created something that is really unique and fun and beautiful and well thought out. And I know that she's, you know, tried so hard and created something that's really special and built a community. And now she's dancing. That's really uh, sweet. I didn't tell her to say that. Yeah. Did I did I deliver it the way you wanted? Oh fuck off. <laughs> this is the same person that used to kick me because she knew I hated feet. So I irony. She didn't really kick me. She's not she can't practice on Galvar. What else am I supposed to say? She's giving no legal advice on this podcast. Please do not interpret anything that she said or <laughs> offered as legal advice because she did not pass the bar in California because she didn't so take the, it. So the people who want to hire you for their private Halloween All performances. Right. Goodbye. How Good night. They Good night. You? Thank you, folks. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Asshole. Thank you all so much for listening. You made it. That was it. The last of my episodes. We really appreciate all of you loyal listeners and everybody who's been on this journey with us. And now you can understand why and how I came up with this podcast. <laughs> because I worked in too many customer service jobs, y'all. And I think I proved it. I think I earned my spot in my own podcast. Thank you folks so much for listening. We'll see you next week with a new guest. Pardon me. This has never happened before. It's the fucking coffee. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is so embarrassing. I'm so sorry. Well, good thing you have an in with the editor. Hello. <laughs> and I'm going to be fucking pissed when I'm editing it. Like, why'd you waste this time, Kate?